Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. I must say that um, I feel at home here. Um, I look at you as a family. Um, And I learned that from Pastor Jay. Brothers and sisters in the Lord. And I feel this is where a lot of time we lose each other, especially in the body of Christ, when we don't look at each other as brothers and sisters. Now, I know that our I, God, that's my father. And I believe the same way with you, that's your father. So if that's your father and that's my father, that make us what? One, brothers and sisters in the Lord. And I feel that I know that y'all did this series on race and grace, uh, grace, I mean race and the gospel. But when you have family, you're going to have a little disagreement here, a little disagreement there. But it's not like if you got the world. In other words, it's it's different. You're going to treat your family different because they say what? Blood is thicker than water. And if you got your family... You're going to treat your family a little bit different. Okay, how bad you are. Now, I got bad people in my family, but we still got to treat them as family. Amen? That's family. We, they might be not doing everything we do, but they still are family. Amen? All right. Since I said all of that, let me get to this. I'm not going to be before you long because the ministry that I'm in, our thing is no more than 45 minutes. You go over 45 minutes, you're going to preach too long. Uh, that's the rules that we have in the ministry that I'm in. 45 minutes, that's it. Uh, let me get to, I want to thank Mike, and I want to, to all the elders and the ministers, praise the Lord to my brothers and sisters, and to the love of this house, the pastor, Pastor Jay and his absent. Uh, I love that man, I love each and every one of you in here, but he had opened up my heart to things that wasn't there until I met him. Um, and it's so important for us. I do a lot of travel. And I go see a lot, to a lot of different churches because I take churches to conferences and stuff like this. But you ever go to a church, other churches, and you meet your brother and sister, got these big frowns on their face? I, like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian like you are. But yet they look at you all strange and whatnot. But I thank the Lord for you here at Bridge Builders. It's an honor for me to be standing here before you today. And I'm, I'm asking God to decrease me and let me speak his word, not mine, but his word. Because it's so important that we get the word of God so that we can move forward and really be blessed of him. I'm finding in my journey... We have lost so much over the years. I'm talking about the body of Christ. We have lost a lot. Prayer in school, prayer here, the Ten Commandments on the wall. They done took all this stuff out. They don't want God in this country no more. But this country was built on God's values. And we are responsible. Is that what I said? We are. The children of God, if we lost this stuff, we sitting back waiting for God to come down here and 
fix things? No. He's not coming down here to fix things. That's why we are here. We are here to make sure whenever Jesus came back, Jesus came down here to show us the proper way to rebuild his kingdom. He wanted to rebuild the kingdom here on this earth. And I'm going to be coming from Matthew 6. Matthew 6 and Matthew 5, 6, and 7. This is if you got a Bible, and most of it is all red. It's in red. That means Jesus is speaking. Amen? And if Jesus is speaking, he got a lot to say. He got three chapters. He did a lot of talking. The Beatitudes, and of course, chapter 6. I like chapter 6 because it's, it's more or less, how you put it? It's the dedication of the law and stuff that we should be doing as the body of Christ. I like the book of Ephesians because the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians, it tell us what Jesus had done for us. The last three chapters is what we're supposed to be doing for God. Amen? And there's a lot that we're supposed to be doing. Because if you read the Bible and when Jesus was on it, he did a lot while he was here for them three years. I mean, he did a lot. And he made a statement also. The works that I do, you can do greater works because why? There's more of us. A lot of people don't understand that. God, when Jesus was on this earth, it was just him. And wherever he was, this is what all the miracles and stuff happened. Because he left, and he left what? His Holy Spirit. Now, if the Spirit of God is in you, and you, and wherever we go, what do you have? Power and authority to do whatever Jesus did while he was here. That makes sense? Did that make sense? Where is the power? I'm walking around with a limp, but I know I'm healed. Okay? But I know when he said, by his stripes, I were healed. Now, I'm, I'm walking in healing. I'm not walking in healing yet, but I know the manifestation is that I'm healed. Amen? And because I know that I'm healed, this little pain that I have is nothing compared to what he went through. Amen? And he went through a lot for us. He gave us a 40. And the thing that I found that was missing is in the churches, we didn't do what Jesus told us to do. What Jesus told us to do is go make disciples. His great commission has not been fulfilled. Because his great commission has not been fulfilled, that means that's why we lost a lot of things as far as prayer, Ten Commandments. The, 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 the world out there don't want God in nothing. You take God out of everything, what do you have left? Nothing. Nothing but, they say, they will see it once we leave out of here, once we got wrapped out of here, they'll see exactly what they wanted. Hell is going to come and tear everything up right here on this earth. But I love it. It's only going to be for seven years, people. Then we're going to have to come back and live here for a thousand years with nothing but peace, joy, and everybody getting along for a thousand years. But do you realize after that thousand years when God takes a turn thing back around, do you know that people still going to start being deceived again? Can you imagine if you're living for a thousand years, none of this and none of that? 
then all of a sudden chaos can happen again. Something is wrong. Amen? Something is wrong. Now, I have a message. I'm asking God to let me do it this time because a lot of time with me is I make a lot of notes and stuff, but a lot of time I never get to them. I get talking, but before I go any further, let me, oh gracious in heaven, Father, I come before you thanking and praising you, Father, for this opportunity because you know 2,000 years ago I would be standing in front of your children and my sisters and my brothers. I thank you, Father. I'm asking you to decrease me, increase your Holy Spirit that live in me, that I bring forth a word that can encourage all of those that are here that's in the sound of my voice. I thank you and I praise you for your victory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, there's a lot that God has put in me. The main thing that he has been dealing with me is, um, we're going to go with Matthew 6. Then I will come, there's a few scriptures that I want to uh, go in. But Matthew 6 is a powerful um, even the whole chapter is powerful. It's just a matter of, there's a few things that I want to uh, pick out of it and um, show you where God is coming from. And it's something that I don't think we really are doing as a sense where as far as the body of Christ. Matthew, I'm going to do that one verse, a couple of verses, then I back up and we'll go through some of the other stuff that's in there. Matthew 36 is very powerful. 33, Matthew 6, verse 33, he said, but seek you first the kingdom of God. This book here is not about Democrats, Republican. This book is about a king in a kingdom. We are living in a kingdom. That's created by God. And our job is to keep whatever territory he had for us. We, our job was to keep it until he returned. There's also a scripture in there that says, uh, Will I find favor when I return to the earth? Right now, if Jesus came in here now, a lot of people wouldn't know who he was. It would probably be the same way when it was when he came on the earth with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. We probably wouldn't know him. And he probably wouldn't have the favor that he want when he came. Because they don't want no Christians, somebody teaching about Jesus in the, that's our country. And it's not just in our country. You got other people that overseas, they have it worse than we do. But they live this thing. They live it. And when they do, when them overseas people, and they get that thing, Jesus in them. They're going to take it to their grave. You hear what I'm saying? They'll take it to their grave. And that's what a disciple is. A disciple is a grown person that knows the will and the, I'd say the will of God. And they're going to follow the will of God. Amen? And our job is we don't have enough disciples in the church to really fluctuate what God called for us to do. We're losing, we're still losing ground. But until we come together and walk in unity, 
we're going to always continue to lose ground for God. We have the power. We have the authority. Matthews uh, 28, they talk about, I have all power. All power has been given to him, and he gave it to us. You know, like a power of attorney, he can use your name to sign papers and do whatever you want to do. Jesus did the same thing. He gave us his name to operate on this earth for him. What is the power? Now, I'm not going to say this because years ago, I'm going to tell you, years ago the church had power. Do anybody here remember when the church had power? People came to the church for answers. Came to the church for advice. Is anybody running to the church today for advice and, and stuff? Even when it comes to marriage, we have marriage in the church is just as high as it is in the world. There's something wrong with that. But here's the problem that we have it. We are not seeking the kingdom of God. When we start seeking him and his values and his things that he wants us to seek after, you will see a difference. Right now with us, a lot of us, we, we, keep, we don't want to go out there and make waves. Because if we make waves, who knows what's going to happen. But back in them days when them 12 disciples opened up, started the church, they had power and authority. They weren't afraid. They thought it was a blessing to be arrested and abused. Shoot. You think anybody going to be a, think that's a blessing for us to get abused because of Jesus? Most of us, no, nah, I'm giving in. The first school, remember that first school that they had the sheet and shooting in? The young lady was shot and the guy think he asked her about Jesus and she acclaimed Jesus and he shot her. That's carbine. We got shooting and stuff going on in our country now because we are not doing our job. Point blank, we're not doing our job. Because if we stand up for what's right, whether what it is now, what's right is wrong, what's wrong is right. That's how it is in our country now. Our country is turned to flip. And everybody that's coming in here want things their way. This country was built on God's values. And it's up to us as children of God to keep them values. Amen. All right. Let me, let me see if I can do some of this. Because I have the tendency to go off. But I'm going to try and do some of my notes today. I'm going to try and do some of my notes. Okay, we got Matthew 6, 33. The most powerful thing about this verse is it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Is anybody missing anything today? Is anything, is anybody in here missing something? Is anybody in here need something? Hmm? But he said, all these things. Honey, do me a favor. Matthew 6, go up to verse, go up to verse, uh, go up to verse 30, then read down. Matthew 6, 6, starting at Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought for saying, What shall we eat? Or, 
What shall we drink? Or, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Your heavenly Father knows we need all the things, but you realize we seek after these things more than we seek after God. Amen? We are seeking after these things more than we are seeking after the will of God. What is God's? Let's see. Now let's go to another verse. Go to Colossians. This is Colossians 3. This might open your eyes up because a lot of us, we don't feel like we are that. Colossians 3, my wife, can you read that, honey? Colossians 3, starting at the first verse. And it's so powerful because if we really think of Jesus and we really realize we are dead in him. Amen? If we are dead in him, why are we dead in him? Because he sent his spirit to take over. In other words, we are supposed to forget about who we are. And now we are supposed to live for him. For him. A lot of us, we still live for ourselves and not for God. Amen? Three. Yes, one to four. Is anybody risen with Christ in here? Is anybody risen with Christ in here? Go ahead, huh? Christ sits on the right hand of God. Go ahead. Set your affection on things above. We set our affection on more things on this earth than we sit on seeking things of God. When we start seeking after things of God, God can perform more miracles than ever before. I know he can. And see, that's why I get sometimes, I, I get discouraged because, not discouraged, but frustrated because God has blessed us with anything and everything that we need. But because now, I think about the Old Testament, the Old Testament, when, when one messed up, God punished the whole group, right or wrong. The whole group got punished. And I feel the same way today. If the people does not live and write in the body of Christ, that means we, we all going to be punished. Until we all come together in unity, ain't nothing going to work properly. I believe wholeheartedly when we come together in unity. I know Pastor, he loved that stuff about unity. Do you, I don't know if y'all really do. Y'all, I know y'all, y'all do. Unity is one of the most powerful things in the world is unity. Unity. And I tell you another powerful thing is a husband and wife. Because he said wherever two touches and agree. That's power. Can you imagine if you got a whole church now? There's more than two or three in here. When we start speaking the same thing, God can move. I believe wholeheartedly we have more healing. More people that's really joyful. And I don't know. For me, it bothers me because I know that God do not have sickness in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. So he don't, he wants the same thing that's going on in heaven to go on right here on this earth. On earth as it is in heaven. And he want to bring heaven. We are so busy trying to get to heaven. And God said, no, 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 don't come to heaven. I want you down there. 
This is a work need to be done. It's down here. Not once you get to heaven, what you're going to do? Hallelujah. 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 That's all you're going to do because everything is done. When night comes, no man can work. So you got to do your work while you still breathing. Once you start breathing, it's over, people. God can't use you then. He don't need to use you in heaven. Because everything in heaven has already been laid out and God is in control. Here on earth, this is where he needs us. That's why he have healing. So we don't have to die and go to heaven quickly. You got people living now a little bit longer than before. But can you imagine back in, in the beginning when they were living to be 800 years, 900 years? Think about it. But see, that was the plan of God for us to live forever, never dies. And that time is coming again. But you know where you're going to be living at when that time comes? You're not going to be in heaven. You're going to be right here on this earth. Probably didn't know that, did you? But I'm here to tell you, when we, God's going to build his kingdom, and he's going to rule from Israel, and we're going to live right here on this earth. Right here on this earth when everything going to be ran perfectly the way he created it. Honey, did I stop you in a, just a couple more verses? Do them a couple of verses. with him in glory right here on this earth and we're going to live here forever and ever amen Now, you, I know a lot of you thinking we're going to go to heaven and be up in heaven living but God created this earth to live forever for us to live on this earth forever that's what he created this earth for and it's going to happen once he get all the bugs out of it and bugs here, bugs there, then we'll be able to live here forever. Amen? And this is what it's all about. <laughs> yes, but it's a thing that God is looking for is for us to live right down this earth forever with everything, the lions and everything living together with no, no harm. But we serve an awesome God, people. And um, we have to wake up. God has given us the power and authority to rule down here on this earth. In order for people to see heaven, they need to see it in us. We have to see him in us. If they want to see Jesus, they, we, if our light's not shining the way that God created for us to shine, they'll never see Jesus. You're going to have people probably going to hell saying, I've never seen Jesus. I have a friend. I used to work up at Dutchess County Loop. And that's why I'm saying sometimes we have to be careful. How we live, because people are watching us. They are watching us. This gentleman, he was from, um, I don't know if it was Iraq or somewhere overseas there. Older gentleman. He was so pleasant. And every time he come up to me, see me. Me like you. Me like you. You like Jesus. I say, what? And see, I never paid attention to that. He said that to me because people are watching us. If you are claiming the name of Jesus, you have an obligation. You cannot live your life any kind of way. And to be honest with you, you don't, you shouldn't have, don't want to. The reason why you don't want to, because see, 
Whatever you need, God has it for you. And we don't have to struggle for it. Do anybody here from England? England. Anybody know how a kingdom works? It don't work the same as a Democrat. The king don't ask for advice. The king, they rule. Whatever they say, that's what goes. If he said, no, this is not going to... I used to watch the Ten Commandments a lot. That's a, that was my favorite movie to watch was the Ten Commandments. And I remember watching him as the king, as the ruler, whatever. when he said something, he said, well, let it be done. If he said it would be done, that's what had to be done. Here in America, with politics and whatnot, we have to vote for things. But in the kingdom, we don't vote for things. That's why we have this book. That's why we have to seek the kingdom, because we have to know how we're supposed to be living down here on this earth. For our king, Jesus Christ, he's a king. He's a king. He has a kingdom. His kingdom is what? Here on the earth. And what this is a part of the kingdom, I'll show you another little secret. I'm learning. Over in England, was it William? He's, He's the next in line for kingship. He can never be a king until what you call him pass away. He can never be a king. Only way he can be a king now is she take a territory from another country, then she can set him up as a king in the other territory. Our Heavenly Father is the king in heaven. He wants to set his kingdom up down here on this earth. And who's supposed to be king? We are. For this earth. That makes sense? Do it make sense? God is looking for his children to take over for him. Now, and I, I use illustrations sometimes as, as, as you say, earthly and as heavenly and as spiritual as, as well as what. I have kids. I have three sons, six grandchildren, five, five greats. And my sons, I'm proud of my sons because they do, and the reason I say this is because of my wife. I was a trucker, but I was home every night. But my sons, I'm proud of them because they do, they make me feel good. Let's put it that way. If you have kids that make you feel bad, how are you going to feel? Feel bad, right? But I'm proud of my kids. And you know God saying, I want to be proud of my children. It's the same. It works the same. If we're doing what we're supposed to do, our Heavenly Father is going to be very pleased with us. But He's not pleased when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Amen? Amen. And it's so important for His children. We are royalty. How many ambassadors do we have in here? How many ambassadors? Well, I don't see one hand. I only see two hands. You're right, we all are ambassadors. And you have to know that you are an ambassador. You have power, you have authority. And we have to learn how to use the power and authority that we have. Amen? And this is the problem. We got people coming to church don't know who they are. You have to come to church and know who you are. This day is for us to sit back and learn and fill ourselves up for the rest of the week. Amen? Amen. Get
get filled. So next, when Monday comes, you have the power and authority to go out there and do whatever you're supposed to do for the kingdom. It has to be for the kingdom. It's not for us, but it's for the kingdom. And when we do stuff for the kingdom, God will bless us. He's not going to hold nothing back from us. Now, will you hold anything back from your kids if you know they're doing the right thing? I mean, really, think about it. You're not going to hold nothing back from your child if you know that child is doing all that they can and doing the best they can. You're going to be right there to make sure they go forward. Amen? Amen? So we are ambassadors, and we are here to represent one person. That's our Father in Heaven. Our job is to represent Him. And we cannot represent our King any kind of way. We have authority. We have power. And we have to learn how to use our power and authority. And the only way you're going to use your power and authority, you have to know who you are. He wants us to be bold for him. Amen? Bold. Because if he owns everything, they got a lot of... He says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. How many of y'all believe that? He said it. So if you believe it, you ain't got nothing to worry about. And he said the gates of hell cannot prevail against what? His church. Who is the church? We are. He said, I would give you keys to unlock heaven. What is the keys that he gave us? Whatever you bind on earth, I would bind in heaven. That's a key. Whatever you loose on heaven, I would, I'm on earth, I was loose in heaven. Them keys, keys are for what? Locking and unlocking. If we learn how to use the keys and the things that the principles that God has given us, there's a lot of things that we go through that we don't have to go through. Now I'm going to give you a little secret. My body, that's not God's fault. That's my fault. You know why it's my fault? I have not lived the way that he had told me to live. I have not done the thing that he told me to do. So I'm I'm looking at it now. He got these little pains on my hip, pains here and a pain there. But I realized years ago I used to exercise a lot. Then all of a sudden it got to the point where I say to people now, I live one day at a time. Years ago, I used to live, try and live three or four days at one time, doing too much, too much, and not accomplishing nothing. I have, once I learned this, I can accomplish more now by living one day at a time, one day at a time, and God will bless me more now than he ever would before, because I'm not worried about tomorrow. That's in verse, um, I think that's in Matthew 6, verse 7. I mean, chapter 7, somewhere in chapter 7. Actually, that shall be given. But anyway, knocking you shall find, seeking you something. But it's the thing with me was, I wasn't the type of person to ask for help. Everything I did, I figured I can do it on my own. I just wore my body out. I wore my body out. I'm 71 years old, and I'm still trying to do stuff I was done trying to do when I was 30. 
I'm being honest with you. See, this is the problem that I have. I'm 70. I was still trying to do stuff that I did when I was 30. You can't do it. You cannot do it. Some people can, but I can't. I know back in the old days, maybe they did it back then, but I know now, if you're 70, you got to act like you're 70. I mean, you ain't got to crawl up and die, but you got to be careful what you do. Because your body is not the way it was when you were 30. There are things on this body just seem the tendency to wear out. And we have to realize that, right? If you don't realize there's parts of this body that wears out, there's something going on. But I just thank the Lord because he has shown me that I accept my pains because my pains let me know that I'm also still alive. I'm still alive. And I'm going to continue to move as much as I can. But I'm going to still take it easy when I'm supposed to take it easy. Amen? We have to. Because when that body gets tired, you got to give it some rest. I take naps in the daytime now. I take naps in the day. You have to. You know why? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you have to because with that body. See, before I got tired, I kept moving, kept going, kept going. I never would take a nap during the daytime. When I go to bed, it's at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. But now, shoot, I might go home now and take me a nap later. <laughs> I'm just being real, people. I'm being real. And God is real. God is going to take care of as long as we follow his instruction. This body is not made for a lot of things that we do. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Amen. But, I'm going to, honey, go to Second Chronicles 15. This is really um, one of our biggest problems that we have in the church is Second Chronicles because what happened back then with the Israelites um, as Asher, that when they the children of Israel had a habit of not being obedient. They had priests, they had church, but they didn't have the real God. And when you don't have the real God in your life, you're going to have problems. God is not going to have no one above him. Amen? He's not. He said he's a jealous God. And because he's a jealous God, we have to learn how to do things his way. Amen, honey? Just read the second verse and then the 25th verse. Then if you read down to 6, he'll tell you what happened with that is, I can give you a little picture of it, is that when Israel, God, they had forsaken God, but the thing of it is, when they sought for God, he was there for them. As long as they said that you seek for me, I'll be there for you. I will never forsake you. But if you forsake me, I'm going to forsake you. And that's exactly what he does a lot of time. He'll turn his back on us because we turned our back on him. But he'll make sure we get back around to where we at. He have his ways of bringing us back around. Oh, I need you, Father. I got to have you. Amen? Honey? Second Chronicles 15 and 2. No, 2. 15, verse 2. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 2. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you. 
the Lord is with you. Wherever we go, people, the Lord is with us. Go ahead, hon. While ye be with him, and if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. We have an awesome God, but we don't have a stupid God. No, we don't have no stupid God. We have an awesome God, and our God is fair about anything and everything that he do. And we have to learn how to be like him. That's why it's so important for us to really seek heaven. Because he have a lot of good things that we need to bring down to earth. So people can see that God is for real. I was talking to Tim over there. I thought about the bridge builders. And that's a powerful message for y'all. Bridge builders. Bridge builders. Bridge builders. You know, years ago, I remember when I was a child in Newburgh, they had a ferry. In order for you to get from the one side to the other side, you had to take the ferry. Now they have what? Bridges to take you from one side to another side. Bridge builders now have to take the people from one side and make sure they get to where they're supposed to get with heaven. Bridge builders. Powerful. It's powerful. I, I tell you, I look at the, I think about when Jesus, well, when God, the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, their back was up against the wall. Pharisee was behind them. The river was in front of them. What did God do? He didn't build a bridge, people. I guess back then it probably would have took too long to build a bridge. But for him, I guess not. It probably wouldn't have. But it was easier for him to open up the sea. He opened up the sea so his children can go on dry land and go to the other side. He'd do the same thing for us. If he had to open up a river for us to get to the other side, he will. If your heart and desire are for him. He's not going to withhold nothing from his children. Absolutely nothing. And my heart and desire now is I want the people to know that it's not about us. It's about the kingdom. We live in a kingdom. And we have a God that's able to take care of us. And anything and everything. If he owns everything, what does that make us? We own it with him. Amen? If he owns everything on the earth, under the earth, on top of the earth, or whatever, that means what? We are co-owners. Everything that we need is, is in his hand. Everything. Not something. I'm saying everything. And if we live to seek after him, I'm here to tell you, he said in his word, all these things I would add unto you. Give you another example. Solomon. When he became king, what did he ask for? Wisdom. wisdom. But God said, because you ask for wisdom, I'm going to give you riches and everything else that goes along with it. He just asked for wisdom to discern his people. But God said, because you ask for wisdom, I'm going to give you the rest of it that goes with it. Wealth. It's just a thing that we serve an awesome and powerful God, people. But you have to realize that for yourself. That your God is awesome in power. And whatever you need from him, he have it. 
Jesus have anything and everything that you need. Amen? So all you got to do is be obedient. And seek after Him first. We don't, you know what it is a lot of time with us too? We get in trouble and stuff. What do we do? Go to the world? Seek out the things in the world? Do we do, do we do that? We go to this one, we go to that one. But then we go to God last. Is that right? Well, some of us. Not all of us. Some of us. But I know there's a lot of us. They go to everybody else first before they go to God. God is the last thing on their mind. But if you learn to seek him in any situation you're in, I can guarantee you, you got it. You have it. Right, Pastor? God is good, people. I'm not going to hold you because, see, I I like to speak on the word of God. I love God. I tell you what else I love. I love his people. I love God's people because why? They are mine, too. There's my brothers and my sisters. And one of the greatest things when I was coming up, I noticed when I, I had this thing about bullies. You know, you got bullies, they just go around picking on little people. Well, I was one of the people that defended the little people. Even when I would like to watch football and basketball, I always went for the underdogs. I don't know why I went for the underdogs, but I always went for the ones that was always losing and whatnot. But it's a, my thing is I love people. And I tell you, I love God's people. And I know that we are being shortchanged because a lot of us don't know who we are. We've been shortchanged because we don't know who we are. Get to know who you are in the kingdom. And we all have roles to play. Each one of us in here. How many ministers do we have in here? Ministers. Now see, y'all been taught. Now if you ask that in another church, a lot of people will not raise their hand and say we all are because they don't know they are ministers. We all are ministers. We all have a job and a thing to do for Christ. Just because I'm a preacher, it don't mean nothing. I'm just like you. I have the same spirit you have. My job is to help you get to where you need to go. I had this one girl in my congregation. She had just came. Remember what time she just came? I said, well, no, you're not going to be here always. She said, well, I just got here. I said, no, I'm not kicking you out. I said, but God may have something different for you. You got to come and get what's for you and then go do what God told you to do. There are people out there, people that I can never reach. But you or you or you can make and reach them. Amen? So that's why it's so important for you to know who you are. Because there are people out there waiting to hear from you. Not me, you. And this is where we're messing up because see a lot of people sitting in the pew. That's not my job. That's the pastor's job. No, it's not. That's everybody who believes in Christ Jesus. You have a job to help bring the kingdom here on earth. Amen? Amen. I think I'm finished. I think the Spirit says, Son, go sit down. Close your mouth. But y'all know sometimes with me, as I say, it's time for me to go sit down. God will throw another little cue ball in there. I got to say a couple more words. But I, I just thank the Lord for this opportunity. Mike, Penny, I mean Patty, Dan. See, I, I, I know some of y'all. I spend time sometimes. But Jay, you guys are the greatest. You have a great ministry here. 
a great ministry. Use it for the kingdom. And I know that the pastor that you have is going to be used for the kingdom. Follow him. Listen to him. Because he's a man that have a heart for God. He have a heart for God. I know he have a heart for God because the work he done, a lot of other people wouldn't try and do. He trying to connect the blacks and the whites together. That's a job. That's a job. But that's the heart of God. Because he wants all his children to come into the kingdom and enjoy him. Amen? Amen. God bless you.